0: The future is moving faster than we think. Welcome to the world of AI. What if we could change the frontline experience to be faster and more powerful while saving time, cost, and labor? The future of AI is transforming employee and customer experience. Tomar Garsberg, I want to say his name right, TEDx speaker and founder and CEO of YBOT discusses how we are now opening up to new possibilities and exploring new roles. Learn more about the potential of automation and what it could mean for our world now and in the future. Welcome to the Wellness-Driven Life Show. So pleased that you're here with us today. You're about to go on a wellness-driven ride.
1: Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a -a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.
0: Tomer is the CEO of YBOT.com. That's a multilingual voice AI that uses simple commands, to automate comprehensive work tasks for frontline employees. Tomer is a TEDx speaker on AI impacts on the human workforce. Before YBOT, they led an automations skunkworks delivering innovative artificial intelligence and robotic processes, automation solutions for enterprise and government organizations. I'm really pleased to welcome him in today let's meet our guest. Hello.
2: Hey, how you doing?
0: Great. How are you?
2: (laughs) I'm great, thanks. It's good to be here.
0: It's wonderful to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show and for such an exciting topic. Why don't we start with this? Would you please introduce yourself to our audience? Let's get a little background on who you are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think you touched on it uh, just before, but I mean, I've um, always been interested in, uh, in technology ever since I was super young, I, um, uh, you know, I, I remember playing with robots and a whole bunch of things, and I was always really fascinated, um, growing up and, you know, again, just really looking at technology in a way that, um, helped me to live out my creativity because, you know, a lot of technology seems very rigid. Uh, yet we see that there's so much that can be achieved with it. So, um, I spent a lot of time, including in my early career, just poking around and, you know, I didn't come from a background with, uh, any kind of mathematics or engineering or science. I, um, it was just curiosity that led me here and it was a pretty phenomenal journey. Um, which kind of led me at a point where I had, um, I had an essence. I was working for the media at one point and I got pretty fed up and uh, I, uh, ended up quitting and decided to start my own company, not knowing anything about anything in business. And it was, uh, it was an interesting ride. I had met a lot of great people. And, and you know, that, that journey, uh, took me across brought me across with, uh, a lot of really smart people, uh, lots of engineers, lots of scientists. And, um, I realized very quickly that the world um, the world th- there was a lot of people that can build technology but not a lot of people who could speak about it uh, and that was a very important skill set to have when there's people who want to buy and people who can build but they don't speak the same language so I became in essence almost like a technology translator um, and that's the basis of my first business in this sector. Um, which did quite well, and then uh, fast forwarded to today where we've really taken it up a notch. And uh, now uh, I'm fortunate enough to lead uh, a team of uh, really smart people who uh, we've built uh, essentially a world first technology. It's a voice AI that lives in the ear of people who don't work at a desk, which is 80% of the world don't work at a desk. Nurses, logistics drivers, field technicians, uh, people in retail, manufacturing, agriculture, construction. Much of the world doesn't work at a desk, but all of the technology, all of the innovation that's uh, born really focuses on people who work at a desk. And you know, even since COVID, that's become less and less. Um, so Ybot is a very unique tech company in that uh, we've essentially put a multilingual AI in, inside people's ears, kind of like an AirPod, and uh, allows people to uh interact with that AI in real time and do things in a much more intelligent way um get things wrong less enforce compliance and um you know help people which is again part of my my biggest messaging in this is that or part of my biggest mantra including when I did the TED talk was about the fact that technology is an enabler to help humans be more human Mm-hmm. Um, and the role of technology is to take things away that make people feel like machines because that's not very fulfilling. When you're sitting there every day, filling out the same spreadsheet or same paperwork every day.
0: That's, that's not,
2: not fulfilling, no. That's not <laughs> fulfilling. So, so we're in the business of automating that um, and helping people really kind of bring out the reason why they got hired to begin with, which is to help people or essentially just be that human in the mix. And so that's kind of, that's been the journey.
0: Ah, uh, that's... That's amazing. Okay. So I want to go back on that a little bit, if I may. So you you didn't even start in the tech world, like you said, or the sciences or the mathematics. You began in journalism. Is that correct?
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. and yeah. I I think it's wonderful uh, because you you put it together that there's so many people that can do the work and you know make the creations. And yet they don't know how to explain it. There's no voice behind that in order to really relate the information of what it is that they're doing. And so I think that that's brilliant. So, and And you keep saying you're working with a lot of smart people. Well, Tomer, you are a really smart person. I mean, absolutely brilliant. I loved your TED Talk. I want to definitely gear our audience towards that at some point that you have one of the most fascinating talks on TED Talk. It's a hot topic right now. Uh, People all over. And I think even last month, there was what, a thousand new AI things that came in the month of March, 2023. So, that is huge. And so my mind's going all over the place and I have all these questions. I love that you came from kind of the world that you did. It's fascinating to me that this wasn't something or ideally what you were stemming into from a young age. This is something that you came into and you saw a need and a passion.
2: Yeah, look, it's interesting. And, and you know, I think studying to be a journalist and like working as a journalist in my early career. Uh, it gave me some, some interesting skill Um, I guess the ability to take complex topics and distill them down into a, you know, almost like a, a, very consumable, um, soundbite if, if you will. But, um, it's fascinating that back when I started in this sector, there was no formal education around it. There was nothing. Um, this is way before ai was cool ai was just experimental mathematics and computer science in a very primitive format we're talking like 15 years ago at least it's just it was uh, not ready for prime time the only organizations that were really getting value out of it were like banking and finance um and it was uh, i just felt like it had a it could have a much greater audience um and uh and make a much greater impact so a lot of the journey was about learning through trial and error just getting my hands dirty trying to sell this to big organizations even before i knew i had a solution uh and then finding smart people to like smash it together um and that's how we got moving through just trial and error and and just going into going into scenarios that no one's actually been in before and seeing whether we could make the technology work around it. Uh, And that seems to be the way things go. And, and, you know, again, if you speak to any scientist, that's how they create discoveries, they experiment. And so, um, that was part of the journey. That was part of the fun. And, um, and out of that whole experience came the intellectual property for the current organization. And, um, And it is exciting because again, we were doing AI before it was high before it was cool, before (laughs) it was cool, way before it was cool, back when it was uncool. It was kind of like, yeah, we're not gonna. That sounds like that sounds like science fiction. Uh, You know, we were trying to sell this thing back in the day when people were saying this can't be done. (laughs) Ah, but it 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 can.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you really went along the the routes of, you know, when we start talking about the, the frontline employees and how you said, you know, so much is catered to the people that are in the desk. Well, that's not really where there's the most need. And so when we talk about the frontline experience with the workers out there, um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in that to begin with? Was there a moment, an experience of why you saw the need? And also give a little bit of um, explanation on what does that look like? An example of how are we helping the frontline experience with AI right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And these are great questions. So how do we get to knowing that we were going to serve that audience? We did not at the beginning. Um, but we knew that there was, so the way that we were steering our technologies into areas where people were other, I would say other, um, organizations hadn't necessarily nailed. And one of that was voice voice when we were getting into it was super primitive. And, um, and, and again, it was a sector that was, didn't have a lot of, uh, didn't have a lot of accuracy. I don't know if you've ever used Siri or uh, even Alexa in its early days, it was pretty horrible. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I mean, ours started like that, too. It was, you know, it's basically a, a it's basically a journey that you have to commit to. But I think what was the most interesting thing about it is we didn't really appreciate where voice really would make the biggest impact, because if you think about it, if you're a frontline employee, you're using your eyes and hands to do the job. Yes you don't have that luxury of looking at a screen or touching a screen when you're driving a vehicle or when you're in the hospital looking after somebody. You just don't, the more time you take your eyes and hands away from the job, you're adding less value.
0: Yeah, it's unsafe.
2: It's unsafe, it's unsafe, and it's also unproductive. It's just not great. But we were born with this other appendage that we don't really use, which is voice. And, you know, if you look at kind of again, like Siri and Alexa and all these, like, I guess, really great advanced voice technologies, who are they targeting? They're targeting the consumer. And so, uh, we saw the opportunity to go into business and we knew that, you know, no, one's going to just sit around in the office and speak to an AI because there's so many people around them. And so, um, we were able to identify where these opportunities are and where I would say that the, the more prolific opportunities are within specific industries. Mm. And, um, you know, for example, a really great example of, of where um, Ybot can be used is let's say you are a um, uh, let's say you're a, a nurse and you need to go and look after a patient. And um, there's a bunch of things that a nurse has to do when They go and see a patient because they've just come from one. They're going to go see another one and then we'll see another one after that. So there's a few interesting things that need to happen before um, that care can happen. Number one is that they need to read the file. So that's time taken out of that clinician's day. So they need to read the file first. Then they need to go to the patient and ask a series of questions based on what they think should be asked and then they need to document that information Mm -hmm. and they need to do that in the most efficient way possible so that they can essentially add the most value that they can in that day because if most of their day is spent documenting and reading documents then the face-to-face patient time for example is minimized Um, and that's really significant when you think about it like you can essentially get a nurse who might see i don't know 10 to 15 patients a day that can now see 20 to 25 a day. That changes the whole landscape of of care and health. Yeah. And I think and I think that is one of those really interesting sectors where you can have a dramatic impact simply by removing the need for uh, the nurse to ever take their uh, eyes and hands off a patient. It's it's a, it's a fascinating place to put up. And then there's you know opportunities to stick it elsewhere. Right. You've got, um, for example, a field technician who might turn up at your house and needs to fix whatever that they're trying to fix, maybe cable, and they see an error code that they haven't come across. And they say, hey, why about how do I deal with this error code? And now it's guiding them through step by step, but it's also documenting it at the same time. Hmm. It's a really interesting way of, again, applying technology to get the most out of the out of the the human in that scenario rather than them having to rummage through paperwork and documents and maybe an app on their phone to try and find that answer um, right
0: and more- it it really takes you so off focus of what the most important things are at that moment like you know the the person that you're working with the client or you know the 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 person who is injured or in need or whatever, just the task that's at hand, you know, and like you used before, if you're driving, you know, you don't need to be paying attention to everything. Uh, I, I probably should have disclosed this, but my background is in law enforcement. And I tell you what, you know, we, you're doing a million things as you're driving, as you're running code, you're going 120 miles an hour, lights and sirens, and you're looking at a computer screen. You know, right. because you're trying to get all of the information that is <laughs> coming around. I, I shouldn't even say that, but it's it's the nature of the job. And when you're trying to do things so at such a rapid pace and gain all of that information. Now, if I had something in my earbud, now you have. You know, of course you know, somebody who's talking to dispatch, but it's not always the case. You don't always get all of the information from them, you know, and the report on the person, are they felon? You know, what's the history like? Have we been to this place? Is there firearms involved, et cetera, et cetera. So that's fascinating. And I think that's wonderful because to me, you know, being safety minded, it just alleviates so much of that. And at the same time, alleviating more stress, which is why, and what I try to point out to this on this platform, the wellness driven life show is, you know, stress is the number one killer. What are we doing to alleviate that? What are we creating in order to evolve us as a species? Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby.
0: We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education.
1: That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children.
0: On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself.
1: Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together.
2: And it's a uh, where in the past machines took blue collar labor and created more opportunities because of it. Um, AI is coming in for um, essentially white collar labor, so the intellectual labor, mm-hmm. but at the same time is again it's freeing up people to do more human like work. Now, yeah. what's going to happen is, for example.
0: Hey, I- Hi, I'm April Hove, the managing director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to ewomennetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. Okay. So it's whybot.com. Very simple. You know, what he's doing, what he's created is absolutely fascinating. I've gotten to see a little bit of it, but I invite you to check out that website and explore it for yourself. Do a little research and see all of the possibilities that we're now creating with, you know, future of AI and how it's helping us and how it's alleviating stress and it just keeps getting more fascinating and more fascinating.
2: I'm back. Definitely the Skynet, definitely Skynet. That has to be, has to be
0: <laughs> no problem. Well and you too are kind of I, I mean I don't know a lot about but you no. originally are are not from the states. You're in the states now correct? You're are you in Florida?
2: I'm in Florida. yeah, I was um, I grew up in Australia. Um, spent most of my life there. and uh, yeah and, and we um, uh, we raised our uh, we raised a, a round here in Florida. so we, we raised a capital uh, from investors in Florida. and so I um, made the decision to move and I moved to Miami and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it here. It's fun.
0: And here you are. Miami is pretty fun.
2: It's a great place. It's fun. It is. It's so good. And the the weather's always hot, uh, which is, uh, again, I don't really get homesick because of that.
0: Mm, Good point. So tell me a little bit about what are the comparisons where AI is at, you know, Australia versus the US? Is there any major differences?
2: I think you'll see it. You're seeing like a a lot of core AI tech is coming out of the US. And um, I would say other nations like China and Russia, who are all, I think, investing pretty heavily into the sector. Um, US is definitely in the forefront of that um, simply because there is, I think there's government and there is commercial backing of it. Um, So there's a lot of investment going into it. So a lot of that, a lot of that is definitely coming out of the US. Australia, Australia's got less than 10% of the population of the US, right? So it's um, the the uh, resources that you would need to start a very serious AI company there. Um, it's just not as common as you would find it here. So um, the US is definitely the right place to be for this. And uh, and I don't see it slowing down because all of the big major tech companies, the Googles of the world, the Microsofts of the world, the, you know, Musk has you know Musk has backed uh, chat gpt microsoft acquired facebook's in the running um all, amazon's yeah. got their own thing going on it's the big tech giants that are in this space yeah and it's also the big tech giants that are in the space in, in china and all that as well so yeah mm-hmm. just to look for where where the big tech giants are and that will tell you exactly where ai is being built and it's right here in the us
0: oh that's a that's a very good point i want to bring in another comment from Manley. what are you most excited about in terms of where ai can take us
2: look it's there is so many things that uh that can be improved with ai i remember reading something forget who said it i don't want to misquote anybody but they said we will see the first trillion dollar uh, tech company born out of this, um, the AI sector. It's yeah. that it's that impactful. Wow. We, we're living in a time where the right solution to a very specific problem that's very horizontally um, applicable is going to completely disrupt entire industries um, for better. I think for the better. So That's so exciting. That's so exciting to be living in an era where AI has matured enough for it to make a commercial impact and an impact to the way that um, people are doing work. So that's probably in the immediate immediate future, I think where we're going to next, I think the, the excitement is what happens when, for example, AI automates um, accounting, for example, which is, it's a, logic-based, it's a logic-based logic job. I'm not gonna deny anything of the accountants there. There are very good accountants out there. And there, there is a need to be a human in that sector. But for example, there's nothing stopping, uh, an AI company from coming in and taking the, like the private sector by storm, by saying, you just pay a very low fee for this, The AI will work out what you got to do. It'll do it for you. It'll submit it for you. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about it. It's all compliant. Um, the question is what happens after that? So yeah, yeah. that's where the excitement is because at that point, it's no longer going to be good enough to just be an accountant. You're going to have to be a good one. Um, or you're going to have to be a creative one, or you're going to have to be a forensic one, but <laughs> just being an accountant is not going to be good enough. And this is what I. This is why I get excited about it because this pushes humanity into an even better place, right? Yeah. That's what. That's what's cool about it. This is why I keep saying that the opportunities are going to get greater, not smaller. There's going to be more opportunities than people on this planet. So that's the way I look at it.
0: That is a really, really cool way to look at it. Thank you for explaining it that way, because yeah, you're exactly right. The the op- There's going to be more opportunities than there are people, and it is going to force us to expand, to be more creative, to think bigger, to think outside of the box, you know, to get a bigger picture. And uh, it is. That is very exciting and it's fascinating. And where else can we go? I mean, you know, if we start talking about us, you know, exploring those new possibilities, how far can you expand with that? You know, when we start looking at, you know, the space exploration, for instance, that's really starting to come up that I'm noticing. You know, now we're, we're we've got a couple astronauts going up to Mars again, you know, and, and exploring that area. So, it is broadening that
2: yeah absolutely and, and there's there's um there's talk of sending autonomous vehicles up there as well which is pretty <laughs> phenomenal as well so you know um you've got drones that can find somebody in a crowd um you know there's it's a pretty, it's yeah. a pretty exciting time to be alive um and it's only going to get wilder because if you can think about it, if you can think about an opportunity, there's probably someone out there that's writing software to disrupt it. Mm-hmm. And that, that is literally the relationship of humanity right now. It's technology and humanity and software is eating things. It's just eating things everywhere. Um, and you get is, uh, AI machine learning. It's all a subsection of software. It's, it's all just computer code. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think this com- this this whole uh this whole world is actually being ruled by essentially lines of code. And that is pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. Uh, I want to bring our audience again to explore you and what you've got going. You know, the CEO of whybot.com, that is not a small feat. It's pretty uh, incredible in and of itself. So I want people to go and explore that, and also explore your TED talk. That that was a fascinating talk to me, and you know it's worth looking into to gain a better understanding of, you know, your thought process on how this is an incredible journey for us all, and so and and it'll open minds to say the least. So um, that's going to be in the description. I just want to know, Tomer, what other thoughts do you have? Is there anywhere else that you want to direct the audience?
2: Look, I think if you watch, uh, if you watch the TED talk, even though it's like 2018, it'll give you a pretty good (laughs) idea. So long ago. (laughs) It actually feels like a lifetime ago, but. um, According to
0: technology, it is.
2: Definitely. Five years. Yeah, that's. Ancient. ancient history pretty much <laughs> but, um, but that'll give you a pretty good idea about my perspective on everything there's a lot of um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, fear mongering uh, and it's yeah. a lot of that fear mongering is actually marketing that's all it is
1: hmm. it's
2: it's a way to make the hype cycle even more of a hype cycle it's the way to get people because I mean if people are afraid of it they're gonna pay attention to it yeah uh, and that's um, you got to read between the lines. And I think that's the, that's the fun part. So I would say Ted, um, have a look at that. Um, but, um, you'll end up seeing a lot more of me now that I'm in the US. i S I'll plan to be doing a lot more speaking and a lot more of this. I've been, I've been in stealth mode for quite a while, but I'm going to resurface. So um,
1: good.
0: Well, excited. And you're on a good platform to start.
2: Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm looking forward to seeing who the next guest saw. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we've got some great guests, you know, and such as yourself. And um, I really I, I want to go back a little bit, too, because I do want to paint that picture for the audience and, and really clarify the importance of understanding how much of what we read in the news is hype. And it is so designed and developed to you know get that fear aspect going and you know so having the understanding and the awareness of that is really profound
2: it it transforms it from fear to excitement that's what it does yeah because then you realize just how much opportunity there is
0: it's a much better feeling anyway i i prefer it
2: absolutely like i said i think right now there's there's more opportunity than there is people in this world. And there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be more jobs than there are people in this world. It is, it is a wild time to be, it's a wild time to be alive. So it's, uh, it's cool.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the wellness driven life show. And I look forward to having you back because I know, you know, at the, at the very quick, fast rate that technology is going, the AI is going, you're gonna have a lot more to talk about, to share with with the audience here and really looking forward to that, um, to everything that you have going to the what's next. And um, also, you know, all of the new things that you're gonna be creating. I had another comment coming in. Uh, Diana said, interesting topic. Accurate statements, too. Thanks for having this show. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And again, um, I'm excited to bring you back if if you're so open and willing to come in with us again. And welcome to the States. Thank you. We're very fortunate and lucky to have you, someone such as you, bringing this incredible technology to us. So... I wanna thank our guests for being here. If you have any comments and you're just so happen to be watching the replay, please leave your comments in the comment section below and I will do my best to get back to you. And um, until then, catch the live one so you can engage with us and ask our guests you know, all the questions that you have. And I wanna say thank you again, Tomer, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show.
2: I appreciate that thank you for uh for giving me some air time it was a lot of fun
0: oh my pleasure okay goodbye for now and we will see you tomorrow
2: all right bye